direct from Music City. This is live from Nashville. I'd like to bring out a friend of mine who wrote this next song, John Prime. Just give me one thing that 
That's Bonnie Raitt and the late John Prine with his great song, Angel from Montgomery. Well, welcome to Nashville. I'm your host, Gary Holt. My co-host, Mary Kay Holt, my wife, my best friend, is joining us today. Good morning, Mary Kay. Oh, good morning. Wow, that was a great way to start our show today. It is a great way to start the show. And, you know, on Live from Nashville... We feature music from the Americana, bluegrass, country and western, gospel, different genres. And so today we're kind of doing an Americana folk uh, genre show, and we have a great, great show lined up for us today. So I'm going to let you tell folks who's joining us for the first, uh, first part of the show and for the second part. Well, we're very excited because our first guest today comes to us from Iowa. He's a singer-songwriter named Sam Lindbergh, and we actually learned about Sam from about and his new album, Angel in the Wings, from our friend and our guest from last week on Live from Nashville, Jennifer Lind. So hello, Sam, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, I think you were just a little bit early. You're a little bit early, Mary Kay, so we're going to get to one of Sam's great songs. Oh, and then we're going to welcome him to the show. That's right. That's right. You're catching on. This is brand new for you, I, so I, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're used to being on the other side of the mic, where you're the guest, not the host. So we're gonna oh, we're gonna yeah. find out more about Sam in just a minute, and then in the second part of the show, Karen Oliver is going to be joining us. So we have a great great show lined up for awesome. you today on live from Nashville. But right now, let's listen to a great song from Sam. It's one called You and I Cafe. We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. Thoughts and the coffee cost a quarter Pull up a chair and let the lady take your order And welcome to the You and I Cafe The U is for Eunice and I for Irene Cooking up an American cuisine Right down the street at the You and I Cafe We got the world's finest clientele And everybody here knows everybody else Here in the heartland, the great U.S. of A Farmers in the morning and truckers at noon A hot bowl of chili and a greasy spoon 
I'm waiting for you at the You and I Cafe. Now, I am living in Iowa, which is 
kind of a return to my homeland. Um, I was born born in a little town of Westfield, which was is the actually called Westfield because it's the farthest west town in Iowa, north of Sioux City. Oh yeah. And I ended okay. up uh, I ended up uh, in Michigan for a lot of years, and part of this album was recorded there. My vocal and, and guitar tracks were actually all done in Michigan. And then everything huh. else was done in, uh, at the uh, Nacknut Studio in Lodi, California. But wow. um, yeah, so uh, Iowa is my roots. I mean, this is where it all started. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, so when did you get back. started into music? When did you get started well, into music? You know, it's interesting. I um, uh, as soon as we knew the alphabet, my mother had us taking piano lessons. And, oh wow. Huh. Yeah, and I took piano for about four or five years, and I said, Mom, I said, uh, can I play something else? I said, I promise I'll practice. And uh, so I got a guitar and uh, started taking lessons from this guy who he and his wife were actually a gospel duo, Steve and Maria Gardner. And um, I think Maria may actually be doing a radio show now in Fort Wayne, Indiana. But at any rate, that changed my life. Steve Gardner sat me down, he threw a piece of music in front of me, uh, gentle on my mind. Huh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that was, and that, and I kind of returned to some of that in my thinking on this album, but he threw that down huh. in front of me and I went back a week or two later to play the song for him. He showed me some chord charts and I sat down and I started strumming and uh, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing gentle on my mind. He said, I can't hear you. So what do you mean? He says, you're not singing. He said, if you're going to take oh, lessons wow. from me, you have to <laughs> And that changed my life. And then uh, I think it was just a few years later, I met Randy Sparks in uh, Elgin, Illinois, doing a show with Burl Eyes. And, uh, oh, wow. He, Burl Eyes. And he, mm. Yeah, he gave me some great advice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have most of Burl Eyes' memorabilia at my house right now. Huh. Um, I, well, had to, I had to well. store that stuff for Randy. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? But, wow. It is crazy. Yeah, I was watching television the other night. And there was an old western on, and and there was Burl Ives with a guitar singing. I can't remember what the what the western was, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he he yeah, was he quite the performer. He, Burl actually won an Oscar for his role in a, I think it was called Big Country with uh, Gregory. Yeah, Peck. with uh, yeah. with Gregory Peck. Wasn't that Gregory Peck in yep. that or? Yeah, yeah it was great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. Not not a very good ending yeah. for Burl Ives, but it was a great movie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember that one well. I remember that one well. Yeah. Yeah. So so what were the influences, your musical influences? You know, I, um, I loved the early – uh, Glenn Campbell stuff, the Jimmy Webb tunes, um, right? All of that. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was a big influence, and I, I'm not a virtuoso on a guitar, but I really, uh, I play guitar so that I can write, and uh, oh, yeah. I was always, always paying attention to the singer songwriters. I was in that uh, whole group of people that were, um, listening to. Jim Croce, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, you know, uh, it goes on and on. Joni Mitchell, you know, yes. that whole yeah. songwriter era. Great James Taylor, all those yeah. people. Yeah, it was it was really uh, probably mostly a 70s phenomenon. Uh, Paul Simon, of course. 
Bob Dylan was a big influence, and I read a lot, and that that's always helped me uh, putting words. Wow! But uh, the, those were my primary influences. I think was the '70s era singer songwriters. If I were to look back on it that way, I don't know, Sam, where we where whether or not we will ever have such influential people as those were back through that period of time. Their their that's music amazing. is timeless. Yeah, I just I just don't know if we'll ever see that again. But it's anyway, I want to get to yeah, yeah. some are some are. I want to get to the title cut from the album Angel in the Wings. So when we come back, we want to talk with you about how this album came to be and uh, share more music from Angel in the Wings with our worldwide audience and live from Nashville. But right now, let's take a listen to that song. We'll be back and we'll talk with Sam Lindbergh in just a moment on Live from Nashville. There has always been an angel waiting in the wings. Like a mother's prayer To catch me when I fall I might be lonely But alone I'll never be There has always been an angel Watching over me always been an angel walking next to me with a father's hand keeping demons at bay more a friend than a friend will often be there has always been an angel walking next to me When I'm broken, when I'm given to my fears, if I'm silent, there's a silent voice I hear. And the moment I believe is the moment I can see. My angel in the shadows, always standing near. There has always been an angel walking next to me When darkness finds me in a valley of stones Great are the dangers that lie before my feet There has always been an angel walking next to me Given to my fears If I'm silent There's a silent voice I hear And the moment I believe Is the moment I can see My angel in the shadows Always standing near and 
There has always been a nature watching over me. And like a mother's prayer to catch me when I fall. I might be lonely, but alone I'll never be. There has always been an angel. There has always been an angel. Watching title track to Sam's new album and uh, Sam I I bet you've got to know in your heart that is a great great song I I just love it every time Gary has played it this week as we very touched please tell me there's a beautiful story behind this song you know that it's one of those things that evolves Um, it's it started as one thing and it grew into something much bigger yeah. Uh, the actually, well, the first and second verse I had written that was for my mother and father. My mother, yeah. uh, she had uh, my older sister and three sons. And the youngest of her three sons, Daniel, uh, died when he was a year old of a congenital heart problem. Oh, wow. oh my and goodness. She was on her knees praying for another son. And she had Samuel, and we're having this conversation. And uh, so I've always had this sense that. Uh, I was protected. In fact, growing up, I think I felt kind of sorry for my siblings because I think I was treated a little differently. But um, huh. I wrote the first verses and I got stuck. And I was having a conversation with my oldest son, and he was telling me about his good friend who uh, was a Marine sergeant in Afghanistan and did like six tours. And he was telling me some of the things he'd seen over there and some of the stuff he'd been through. And about the same time, there's a documentary on TV about, you know, Marines in Afghanistan, what it was like. And I saw these guys going through this Valley of Stones. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, and that was, and then the rest of the song just wrote itself. So it started oh, out wow. as something very autobiographical and then it became about those guys. And, you know, what's an angel in the wings, uh, for a Marine, it's the guy next to him. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, I think that's, for them, if any of you guys are listening, it's for you. <laughs> but, I love wow. that. But that was how the song came together. It just started out as something for my mother, for my father, thinking about how I'd been protected and things had gone. And uh, and then it evolved into something bigger. And I love that. I love putting words together. Yeah, that's that. the power of a great song. It, it's not – it comes through us, but it, it has a universal – Ownership. Exactly. It takes on a yeah. life of its own. Yeah. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Wonderful. But, uh, and it had to be a title. And, uh, but uh, that was um, uh, the, the whole project coming together with Jennifer was actually very interesting because I had the concept of doing an album with just uh, background vocals, all female background vocals. And, uh-huh. 
I had met Jennifer and her husband in Lodi, California. We were at Randy Sparks' 87th birthday. And yeah. they were doing some concerts, yeah. And after one of the concerts, we were packing up gear, and uh, Jennifer's husband came up and handed me a couple of her CDs. And I thought, oh, this this might work. And I called her just quite some time later, and I said, look, I'm putting together an album, and da 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 was trying to explain it to her. And I have this idea of doing this with all all female background vocals. I don't want to harmonize with myself. And uh-huh. she said, well, I want to hear your songs first. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Smart. I said, I said, I understand. I understand. And, and I sent her a couple of MP3s, and she said, I've got to do it. And she just took the bull by the horns, and uh, we were working back and forth from from Michigan, Iowa, and uh, – uh, California to get this done. So wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, that is that pretty is crazy. crazy. She, yeah. has, she has such a beautiful voice, and it adds so much to the album, but she also really was instrumental in helping produce this album. Absolutely. So. Her and Rick Duncan worked together seamlessly, and Jennifer did so much work on it. And uh, it's actually why she's a co-writer on one of the other songs on the album. We'll get into that later if you want. But I, uh, I didn't know how to compensate her <laughs> for, for all the work she was. So uh, she, yeah, I said yeah, you write she a just line lit up song. when she told us about it. So it was, yeah, it's a very <laughs> special album. Yeah, it's, we had a lot of fun. Well, let's let's uh, let's get to that co-write right now. This is candlelight yeah. and coffee. So. Uh, yep. You two wrote together. She said that she and Andrew had coffee early in the mornings together. But tell us about your, your take on the song, Candlelight Coffee. Well, it started out as, again, I was going back to my roots. And uh, my parents were like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning risers. And my mother mm-hmm. always had <laughs> pot on. You remember those? <laughs> no, I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. uses them anymore. But the house was always just filled with that aroma. And uh, they would get up and talk early in the morning. And I started doing that just a couple of years ago. I get up in the morning, I got the curtains closed, I'll light a candle and have a cup of coffee. It's, it's really nice. Fire marshals wow. all over the world are going to love me for that. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but, but it, it, is, it is really soothing and a nice way to wake up and just kind of welcome the day. Yeah. And uh, But uh, it's fun doing that song. And uh, she did a great job on it. So... Uh, yeah, she, I I told her I said I asked her if she was writing songs. That's how this whole thing started. I said I got a song I want to put on the album, not quite finished. Do you write? I said I want to put one of your songs on the album. She said no, I don't write. I said well if you give me one line to a song, I'll put you down for half of it. She's like oh I don't know. <laughs> and, and I said well, it's called candlelight coffee. She said I said perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Well, I told yeah. her the other day, so now she, now she is a songwriter and a producer all at one time. And that was kind of, yeah. right. kind of a hoot. That's right. But let's take a listen to Candlelight Coffee. We're going to come back. We're talking with Sam Lindbergh about his new album, Angel in the Wings. We'll be right back.
Yeah, we had fun doing that. Uh, By the way, I mentioned my parents getting up early and drinking coffee. They're both still around. Wow. I hope they get to yeah. I hope they get to hear the show. My mother's ninety. My dad's ninety-five. They've been married seventy-three years. Oh wow! Congratulations to them. Yeah, congratulations. My mom is uh, (laughs) my mom is ninety-six. Yeah. My mother is 96, wow. so it's great That's to still have great. parents, you know, that are with us. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a blessing. Great. That's a blessing. Yeah. Well, you know, Sam, we, we this album is so nice. We want to get through as many songs as we can. The next sure. song on our lineup is One Woman. Can you tell us about this song before it's played? It was, um, I had a couple of these that were older songs that I, I wasn't happy with how they turned out. It was really w- written as a wedding song. And um, oh, in nice. fact, if you look at the titles and you look at the different songs on here, I tried to cover as many different parts of the human experience as possible. And um, that's just, you know, uh, it's very much a wedding song. That was something that I wrote for a wedding. And uh, um, yeah, I'm proud of that song. It's uh, I think it's a beautiful sentiment and uh, very honest. 
Um, you know, and it, it really harkens back to what you said about a song developing over time. And yeah. I found the same way, same thing with songs. Yes, that I've I've recorded yeah. them, and then years later they've morphed. It's the same song, but they've somehow changed and morphed. So exactly. let's give that song a listen, Gary. All right, this is one woman, Sam Lindbergh. It is from the album Wings. Angel on the Wings. Angel in the Wings. Thank you very much, (laughs) Wyatt. You're welcome. I don't want to play the games that the night people play. Hear the clever lines somebody has to say. I don't need a fly-by-night for a lame excuse Found this one true heart that just turns my heart loose And there's only one, only one woman in this world for me And only one pair of eyes, just as far as I can see And if I'm blind Perhaps I choose to be There's only one Only one woman in this world for me In my workaday world I can often lose touch Start thinking about every little thing Just a little too much But one touch of a hand Puts my feet back on the ground And one of a simple smile Sends me spinning around And there's only one Only one woman in this world For me Just as far as I can see And if I'm blind sometimes Perhaps I choose to be And there's only one Only one woman in this world for me Can you understand? Can you see for yourself? There could never be the chance There could be someone else There can be no one else And there's only one Only one woman in this world for me And only one pair of eyes as far as I can see And if I'm blind sometimes Perhaps I choose to be There's only one Only one woman in this world for me mm-hmm. 
Sam Lindbergh. The song is One Woman, and uh, Sam, I think you wrote that for Mary Kay and myself. The only one there woman for me. There you go. <laughs> you can clap. There you go. <laughs> you can clap. There you go. Well, listen, <laughs> you have been such a – yeah, thank you very much. Well, you've been a great, great guest. <clears throat> and uh, do you have a, do you have more music in the works? Are you getting ready to put out another album that we can look forward to? That's- I am. That's the terrifying part of finishing a project. <laughs> yeah, it is. Isn't You've got to be it? thinking about the next one, and I'm not. Uh-huh. A, uh, I'm not an assembly line songwriter. You know, I, I uh, work from Takes inspired time. moments. Yeah, and it's you know I'll go a long time without writing, and then I'll write three in three days, and then I don't write anything for a while. And it's, uh, but yeah, you're, that's a great question because I've got to get the stuff together now. <laughs> <laughs> well, put on, put on the yeah, Jennifer's. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer said she's ready to produce another album too. By the way, so I'm sure that she's looking forward to <laughs> to seeing a new oh, yeah. project from you. Yeah, she loves well. Work. Yeah, yes, she does. She, she's a talented lady. But anyway, she you have been great. Out. Tell folks how they can find your website. And and where can they find this music? Well, what's going to happen here uh, shortly, samlindberg.com. I was able to get, get my name as a .com, um, okay. which surprised me. There's a lot of Sam Lindbergs in Sweden. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then that will, when they get to the samlindberg.com, that will link them to everything else. All right. Sounds so good. So once they sounds go on good. that website, they can track it down and they can get to All right. So look for Sam Lindberg, B-E-R-G dot com. And, uh, and we look forward to having you back. We are going to close this segment of the show with one more song from the album Angel in the Wings, and that is Sister. Is there anything that you'd like to tell us about this one before we go? Well, yeah. And like I said, to me, the album covered a lot of human experience, um, and that was written for a good friend's widow actually. And it was, um, you know, what you look for, uh, to get over grief, you know, and it's, uh, you know, that whole process. And that was written for her. It was written for a friend who had passed away his wife. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I loved writing this song. That's one of those, uh, Mary, that I felt was very inspired that way. You felt like someone else wrote it. And, uh, yeah. Very special. Beautiful song. Nice. This is Sister. It's Thank the you. album Thank Angel you. in the Wings. Thank you, Sam, for being with us today. We'll be right back. You're listening to Live from Nashville. Sister, pour out your heart like water. In your sorrow, there is no shame. Let the sadness roll off your shoulders. And let your tears come down like rain. Look around and see no consolation.
Only friends to comfort you in vain They see the true love in your longing When they see your tears come down like rain Do you believe in a reunion Where kindred souls can laugh again Where saints will dance with anticipation Of a day that even they know not when Sister, you knew this day might come What you knew spared you no pain Dream of days to come without mourning Let your tears come down like rain Can you believe in a reunion Where kindred souls can laugh again Where saints will dance with anticipation Of a day that even they know not when Sister, pour out your heart like water And in your sorrow there is no shame Let the sadness roll off your shoulders Let your tears come down like rain Let the sadness roll off your shoulders Let your tears come down like rain Welcome back to Live from Nashville. Our next guest is a multi-award winner, Karen Oliver. She is part Joan Osborne, a touch of Janis Joplin, and a bit of Emmylou Harris, effortlessly oscillating from bluesy to country and back. Her musical inspirations come primarily from the eclectic mix of music to which she was exposed while growing up in the musically diverse culture of Washington, D.C. We're going to take a listen to a great song from her new album, Cherche La Femme, We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville to visit with Karen Oliver. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's that's kind of fun to talk to people and find out how they got started, and uh, and it's always fun to ask people where their first paying gig was, and it's amazing how many people just can't remember where that first one was. Right. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't really remember. I guess the money really probably was not the big thing, and I'd already been performing exactly. sort of professionally yeah. before that because I did musical theater all through high school and college. So, but you don't get paid for any of that. <laughs> no, no. 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 Mary Kay, did I ever it. ask you, did I ever ask you where your first paying gig was? Um, no, but it was. Um, where was your, where was it? It was when I was pregnant with um, my 10th baby, Cece. And I just learned to play guitar and I had a little gig in a restaurant. So I wore my guitar to the side and had my first paying gig. Food and I think it was twenty bucks. Yeah, so pretty glamorous. Oh I think a, a rock, a rock bar in Baltimore would be more. Uh, Boston or Baltimore? Baltimore. Bol- Baltimore. Yeah, that sounds, it sounds more exciting. It sounds a little bit more exciting. It sounds a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah, tell it, us it about. It probably wasn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. So tell us about Shayla Film. How did this album come to be? So, uh, Cherche La Femme actually kind of grew very slowly. Um, a very dear friend of mine who ended up producing the record and I had, had produced a, a single together for a compilation project. And then uh, the pandemic hit and everybody was home. And so yeah. she and I decided to do like, well, let's work on a, another song remotely. And, you know, and it, we had such a wonderful time working together that we just ultimately ended up deciding to do an entire record. And since we had nothing but time on our hands, <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I luckily had had the presence of mind when the pandemic hit and everybody thought we were going to be locked down for, you know, a couple of weeks. I thought, let me just order a really good recording mic now. Cause wow. Three weeks later, you couldn't even get one. They were all out of stock because suddenly oh everybody had the same Nobody idea. Could order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so luckily, I had that one essential piece of gear. So I was able to track all my own vocals and all my own guitar. And yeah, because I was in, uh, I was in North Carolina when we started it, and I moved to Texas in the middle of that. And and she's in Brooklyn, so we just sent tracks back and forth and slowly wow. but surely decided it was going to be an entire album. And it originally was not, I had no intention of calling it Cherchez La Femme, um, but I had made a conscious decision to use nothing but female talent. So when I was fundraising for it, that's what I called the fundraiser. And everybody assumed that meant it was the name of the album. So eventually it just oh. <laughs> I wondered about that. I wondered about that. That is so cool. That is so cool. Well, I want to get to another song from the album. And this is called The Game. What can you tell us about the song? The Game was actually written for a very small song contest um, that I get invited to, uh, several years of running, I get invited to be part of this song contest where you get a prompt at the beginning of the month. Um, and you have to write to the prompt. You have to write things. Re- there's a list of things that have to be in there that are related and a list of words that have to be in there that are related. And every year you get bonus points. If you manage to use the word monkey. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kid you not. What? I now have, I probably have, I have at least three, maybe, at least three songs recorded. Oh, 
bonus points always for the word monkey. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why. Um, and every time I do this contest, I think, oh, it's a placeholder. I'll put it in there to get the points and I'll take it out later. But it always ends up working. So the word monkey is still really? in the song. Um, yeah. And this year, he's that particular year, the prompt was to write a song contest song about song contests. And I thought, oh, shoot me now. That's just, <laughs> I cannot do that. Um, but, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. That's well, no, well, let's let let's take a listen to the game. We're going to come back in just a moment. Talk more with Karen Oliver today on live from Nashville. Heard around the world on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. We'll be right back.
Wow, that's the game. And that's so cool to know the backstory behind that song, Karen. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Some, yeah. some of those characters may or may not be me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we, we know how that goes. <laughs> I know. That is a hard you – know, wouldn't you agree as a songwriter – I think people just assume that every song is about you. And, and so when I introduce some songs, I'm like, this is not a true story. This is not about me. And, uh, but, but there really is a part of us in everything we write, right? Oh, absolutely. Some of you get into everything. It it wouldn't be authentic if it didn't. Um, But it doesn't mean that every part of the story is really actually coming right from your life. You know, I think you have to have some some of your own emotional truth in there, but but the details do not have to be absolutely true. In fact, sometimes they would ruin the story if you told it straight. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. So you've been songwriting since, uh, since your teenage years. Yes. And yeah, not, you know, not you that mentioned... any of that was, was usable. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. <laughs> but I love, um, I love your voice and the, the feeling that you're able to bring to each uh, performance. And now that I know a little bit about your background with music theater, it makes a little bit of sense. You're able to really put emotion into um, each of your songs with vocally, not just lyrically with what you've done with words, but you're able to use your voice as an instrument to, to really add dimension to the songs. Do you think that is credited to music theater? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, largely music theater. I also had some um, – I was very lucky in that in, as, as much as I hated Catholic school – my Catholic high school did provide me with, with an excellent vocal coach who taught me a lot of things. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, because musical theater, you really do actually have to convey the emotion you're acting. I mean, in addition to singing. And so, um, and I think every song has to contain some of that, but I think having vocal training really young also gave me the tools to be able to change the tone of my voice change the, the, the volume change the expression um, because I just have, I have a few more tools in the toolbox. Yeah. You've great projection and yeah, beautifully done. And this album is all women powered. How did yes. that, did it just start with a, it was a happy accident or was it intentional? It was, it was definitely intentional um, because I have been noticing more and more over the last several years that a lot of my female musician friends have had to quit and go do something else because yeah. they just aren't, aren't getting enough work. Um, you know, so they can't, they can't feed their families. They can't. And so they end up having to quit. And of course the pandemic made it worse for everybody, but it was already harder on the women musicians because they just get overlooked. You just don't. And I realized when I thought about it that I was doing that too. I was making my records with almost all men because I would work with a producer who was a guy and he would mostly hire guys. And yeah. And it just, it, I never gave it a whole lot of thought, but as soon as I did, I thought, well, that's problematic. If I don't want these women to quit, then I need to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And so, um, that's not to say that I will only ever now hire nothing but women, you know, because that wasn't yeah, what this yeah. was about. But I thought, let me see if I can make a record with all female talent 
um, because I've got the time this time. We're not like just trying to put this together in five minutes and throw everybody in the studio together. Um, So we have a little more flexibility and it, it was not easy, particularly finding a horn section was challenging because they not only had to be able to play the parts the way we wanted them, they had to be able to record themselves. And not all horn players actually are set up to do that. That was a little bit more of a, of a heavy lift. Um, but luckily, I was also, when I lived in New York City, part of a collective of female songwriters, um, several of which play other instruments. And so we pulled a lot from them, which made very it nice. much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very nice. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the point, And hence the name of your album, because Cherche la Femme means look for the woman. Yep. I love it. Yep. <laughs> love yep. it. Well, one of the songs that I really, really loved on the album or love on the album is uh, dance with me. Talk to us about dance with me. Oh, well dance with me was uh, actually an anniversary gift for my husband. Um, because, you know, as a, as an independent songwriter, I really can't afford real presence. You can write this song, aren't you? Okay. That's right. Yeah, exactly. that's a it great was, idea. Uh, there you go. See, I've just given your wife. I've just given yes. her. Wife. <laughs> and he's very happy with the song. So the song, yeah, is essentially, you know, it is, it is a it is a love song for for my husband that that talks a lot about just the little things that make that that make him so special to me. Um, and of course, there's as a result, there is a smattering of French because my husband is French. Um, he likes to say French French, not French Canadian. Um, and uh, <laughs> Because there's, there's a difference. Even even linguistically, there's, there's a, a difference. difference. They have a hard time understanding really? each other. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference. It's, All right. It's, it's well, let's bigger, take a listen. Yeah, let's take a <laughs> listen to Dance With Me. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay. All righty. <laughs>
that ending. I can just see the dip, you know. <laughs> the yes. dip that you do at the end of the dance. That's so pretty. Beautiful. You. you know, yeah. I was thinking as I was listening to your music on this album, um, I love the collaboration with women for this album. And I'm thinking about our listeners being introduced to, your, to you and your music for the first time. Um, some of our listeners are musicians as well. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for um, new artists and musicians that are just coming on to the singer-songwriter um, career. Oof. Yeah. Uh, use the term career loosely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. You'd better love it. You know, um, it has to be a labor of love because, you know, it's, it's an uphill battle, um, as far as trying to make a living at it. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think for me, the big thing is just every single thing you do, try to make sure it means you're getting better. Oh, you know? I like that. Um, yeah, as long as I'm growing, I'm happy, you know, just keep getting better. Yeah, that That's is excellent. a great Excellent advice. Yeah. Excellent advice. Regardless of whether you're a musician or not, just always try to get better at whatever you're doing. And the other thing, too, Karen, is I've always told people, if you enjoy what you do and love what you do, you'll be fine. So Absolutely. just go for something yeah. that you love and that you enjoy and don't look for just a job job because right. uh, you know. there is yeah. no I mean, satisfaction. You know, the unfortunate truth about this particular one is that you may also have to have another job. A job job. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Most musicians you know, I know have another job job, but but yeah. yeah but or they they've retired it. from their job job and now they can do this other thing. That's yeah. right. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. Well, I want to get to more music. And uh, this, again, is a great album. It's Cherche La Femme. I'm going to get tongue twisted all over again. I got tongue twisted with effortlessly oscillating earlier. Well, that right. one is a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> that is a mouthful. That is that a mouthful. should be the new song contest. That should be the song contest <laughs> for the next. Uh, effortlessly oscillating. Bonus points Effortlessly for oscillating. There you go. All right. But anyway, <laughs> another great song on the album is one called Pelican. Interesting name. Tell us about this song. Oh, a pelican is, yeah, that's a, an interesting one. Um, pelican is actually a song I wrote for my sister uh, who passed away five years ago. Um, and I was uh, in Maryland because we all grew up in Maryland. I was on tour and uh, about maybe six months after she passed away, I was back in Maryland and I, um, I went down to Ocean City, which is where we spent a lot of our summertime Um and my sister was a big lover of the beach and the sand and the sun. She had three boys who all played sports. She, you know, she was always kind of hosting the party. Um, mm. And when I first wrote the song, it sounded very sad and very down. And I, I threw most of that out the window and started over again because I thought she would be so angry with me <laughs> writing, <laughs> writing such a downer of a song about her so I, I came at it in a, in a completely different way and um, 
basically just, yeah, wrote a song about a lot of the things that made her who she was. Um, and there's still definitely a sense of loss and a sense of, of mourning in there, but it's mostly a celebration of who she was. And because she was who she was, we also decided to give it a slightly second line New Orleans treatment. Cause I thought my sister would have loved awesome. to have been given a second line. Oh, Hence yeah. the horn players. Hence the horn players. <laughs> A very, very special song. This is Pelican. We'll be right back to talk more with Karen in just a moment on Live from Nashville. Good friend. 
like do you have a set time that you write or do you hear something and you it creates a hook for you or, or what's what's your writing process like uh well my writing process can be very scattered um <laughs> but okay. uh, it, typic- it does typically start melodically um i'll be driving or walking or just wondering you know running around with with no instrument and i'll just get a melodic idea and start singing it uh, ad infinitum, so it's really good to be alone because you would annoy the yeah. crap out of a lot of people if you did this in front of them. Um, would you stop saying that thing, dude? Yeah. That's how you sing it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes if you don't have, if you can't do that, you just sing it into your phone real quick and hang on to it mm-hmm. for later. Um, but I'll sing nonsense until something falls into place that gives me an idea of what or you know and every now and again a piece of lyric and melody will come attached you know um chorus of that just came while i was driving um which made sense because i was on the eastern shore which is where like i said she spent a lot of time so right um, right it just that that part just sort of presented itself and i had to work out from there um but i almost never have an instrument in my hands when I start writing. Huh. That's well, interesting. It's always always interesting to find out what a person's process is yeah. because we have some people where the lyric comes first, some where the melody comes first, and then some just wake up and sit down and write the stinking whole song in fifteen minutes and that's just hard yeah. to believe sometimes. But, yeah, we hate but them. that happens. We hate yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> we hate them. <laughs> yeah, and then they mm-hmm. go ahead and get a Grammy for it or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. but those yeah, things happen. So that's interesting. So and some people just sit down and they have a set time every day where they sit down and they'll spend time writing. And uh, and so um, different ways that people end up writing. Do you have a new project that you're starting on? I know this is a new album, but do you have a project in the works? Uh, Lots well, of songs that you've have, been sitting on. So yeah, I definitely have songs in the in the works. Um, lots. I probably have. If I wasn't going to be picky, I'd probably have a full album. But I would probably talk to you. <laughs> so, wow. Um, yeah, because I, well, I'm writing all the time, and I've been writing for, and it's been a few years in between records. So there's there was a lot of stuff that didn't even oh, make yeah. it up to this one. You know. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I definitely have a backlog, and it's funny because some things like sit in a notebook somewhere for years and years and years because they weren't yeah. ready and you pull them back out and you go, well, that chorus is definitely usable. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. you just have to work, redo the rest of the stuff, you know? So it, 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 yes, some of them are significantly older than others, but it just, they're cooked when they're cooked. Um, yeah. And I, and I don't feel too bad about that. Cause I heard that like Leonard Cohen could spend a decade on a song and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That, wow! That's amazing. Wow! 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 Well, it's always fun to find out what people's process is, and again, everybody is is a bit different in the way that they go about it. But uh, 
you know, some people still like to have a legal pad or a notepad or something to write on, and other people yeah, are just well, happy to use their phones down, today. I yeah, I do write it out yeah. by hand once I've got enough. But uh, but yeah, typically it's just all in my head for a while. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, I do well. have to I do have to put in. I have to say right here, you were saying that you sing nonsense until you get the lyrics. And Karen's not kidding, because I think I know exactly what she means. And so she'll have a melody. It sounds something like, I'm an love. You just doing sounds until the lyrics come. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, typically, <laughs> once you get a little bit of the lyric, then you kind of, it tells you what the song is going to be about. Yeah. And then you could you can write around that. Um, right. But, yeah, and and and. I like that process because I think it lends itself to giving you better prosody, which is where the melody suits the lyric. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it that helps to sense. support the idea. And so uh, that's why, you know, I mean, it, I don't know that I could work it a different way, even if I wanted to. But um, for me, I think I, I get you, you're more likely to get that when you start it from the melody and, and just yeah. let the, you know, let the, let the melody tell you what the lyric is. That's interesting. All right, I have I another, 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 another question for you. Do you prefer to write alone or do you like to write with a co-writer or two or three? I have not done much co-writing, so um, so that would indicate that I prefer to write alone. <laughs> um, and I am not opposed to co-writing. It's just that my process is so scattershot that I don't know how anybody else would put up with it. Um <laughs> You know, because what are you going to do? Follow me around for a week and a half, listening to me sing nonsense? I mean, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, that is funny. That is funny. Well, Mary Kay yeah, is primarily um, written by herself until I moved her from Utah to Nashville. And so since she's well, been in Nashville, she's been enjoying. Yeah, she's been enjoying yeah. co-writing with some folks, and they've become some best friends. But, uh, yeah, so but primarily in all of her albums, for the most part, have been, um, you know, solo projects that she's done. So yeah, uh, The nice thing about that process by yourself is when you write a song by yourself, you, by the time it's done, you're done writing it, you can play it, you can sing it, you know it forwards and backwards. Whereas sometimes with a co-write, it's such a, it's a quicker process and a little harder to get it under your fingers. So right. Then you have to actually spend time memorizing it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. we're so glad to have found you, Karen. This we've we've really enjoyed having your music in our house all week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and that's the truth. And that leads yes. us to the next song. That leads us to the next song. That is truth. So tell us about truth. Ah, oh, well, yeah, truth. Uh, well, truth is actually something that has it grew out of the last bunch of years really for me just sort of watching that you know they say that the 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 a lie will make its way three times around the world before the truth gets its pants on um uh-huh. you know and 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 that's become even more true now that we have like this instant forms of communication where you know yeah. people can spread a lie far more quickly than they ever used to be able to um but i i basically drew from a lot of much older imagery from, you know, the 1940s, um, but told a story that is still, I think, pretty relevant today about, you know, sort of 
the fear of the other and the 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 damage that lies can do. Hmm. Well, and boy, that's a that's that fits today to the T. Really does. But let's listen to the song. We'll be back and talk more with Karen in just a moment on live from Nashville.
And it has been so much fun, Karen, to have you on the show today. We sure appreciate you being with us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. So, for the folks around the world that would like to buy your music, follow your tour schedule, how can they do that? Uh, the easiest place to do that is from my website, which is KarenOliver.com. But Karen has to be spelled with a Y, so it's K-A-R-Y-N-O-L-I-V-E-R.com. All right. So KarenOliver.com. You can spell it with I would a e, e, but you won't find me. You'll find an amazing sculptor in like Arizona. Oh, There's, oh wow, yeah. wow. Well, she, she's great. Some people, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people <laughs> like like that, but they'd much rather have your music, I think. So I'm going to encourage you to look at her website, find her music, get the album, yes. and uh, and there's several albums there to choose from as well. And uh, so, where are you going to be performing next, Karen? Uh, I am in uh, Rockville, Maryland on October 29th uh, at Hank Beatles, and then I am at Godfrey Daniels in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on uh, November the 3rd, and First Acoustics Kingston, New York on November the 5th, and those are the next few coming up. Wow. Well, try to catch her. You're going to love her show and enjoy her music, and you have been great. I'm going to wrap this up with a song that has done very, very well for you from the album, Cry Hallelujah. Tell us about that one right quick. Uh, well, Cry Hallelujah basically grew out of kind of a pondering on a on a quote from Maya Angelou that said, I did the best I knew how to do at the time, and when I knew better, I did better. And I've always uh-huh. thought that that was just sort of a universal truth that you can't really expect any yeah. more of yourself from that. Um, so really that's just kind of, that song is kind of also about how when we actually recognize humanity, either in ourselves or in other people, then everything changes. Oh, I love that. Well, 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 Karen, will you come back and join us again? We'd love to have you back with some new music. Would you do that? I would be happy to do that. Absolutely. We would be happy to have you and you (laughs) have been so much fun today. So much fun today. Well, this is Cry Hallelujah. We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. Karen, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you.
And Mary Kay, it was just great to have Sam on the show today and share music from Angel in the Wings. And uh, mm-hmm. what a what a treat to have Karen Oliver join us with her album yeah. and uh, and visit. Yeah. So really, really, really another great show that you put together, my dear. Oh, Gary Holt, you put it together. <laughs> Thank you for letting me host with you. I love it. You you are doing great. You are doing great. So we'll get that first part straightened out next time. You're, someday. You're, someday <laughs> we'll do that. But anyway, a lot of fun today with uh, with Sam and with Karen. And we look forward to having you join us on Thursdays for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America starting at noon Central Standard Time. And then be with us again for Live from Nashville airing on Saturday at noon Central Standard Time. And remember, you can catch all of our shows on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most streaming platforms. Just look for Equestrian Legacy Radio. And, uh, and of course, you can always go to our website, equestrianlegacy.net, and find the shows there as well. Well, it has been a lot of fun, darling. Uh, you are a great co-host, and uh, and as that song that Sam had one woman for me and that is you. I love you. Thank you, honey. I love you too. All right. We're going to close the show with a fun, fun song from uh, Sarah McLaughlin and Cindy Lauper. It's called Time After Time. We'll see you next week on Live from Nashville. You will.
When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, internet, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator from Premier Generators. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. Call us, Premier Generators, for a free in-home consultation today. 931-787-9107. We are your PowerPro Premier Dealer in Tennessee. As a roofer, I've got a million things to do, and that's a million things that need to be done right. That's why I partner with Beacon. The team at Beacon makes sure my materials are delivered accurately and on time. And the Beacon Pro Plus app makes ordering the brands I depend on, like Certainty Landmark Pro, easier than ever. I rely on Beacon because I never stop building, and neither do they. Now through November, purchase Certainty through Beacon Pro Plus and earn up to $750. Beacon, always building.